You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, McFarland, McFarland Energy, thanks once again for sponsoring the Bradfoe Show. And uh, I've said it every time he comes on, there's no person I'd rather have on than John Laster. John, hello. What's up, Rob? How are we doing? Oh, my goodness. So good. Um, <laughs> and so big news, big news. I, I want to present this to you first. You were not out at Cooperstown. We all missed you. Right? you, you yeah. Bought- your buddy that got inducted, I don't know if you know that. David. Uh, yeah, uh, I do follow some news, Rob. I'm not, I don't live under a rock completely. I mean, listen, all I know is that like, you don't have phone service by the lake. That's all I know. Yeah. Uh, and and, and Pedroy was there. Lowell was there. The whole crew was there, all right? And we're thinking of, like, who is going to be the guy that we have the party for next? And, and with, with all due respect for young Pedroya, because I can't, I can't prop him up at all. But I'm happy to prop you up to get you ready for your Hall of Fame induction, John. Whatever that may be, I here now am inducting you into the Bradfoe Show Hall of Fame. All okay. Right? All right. Congratulations. There you I go. I appreciate that. This is a huge honor. Huge honor. <laughs> even even more so than winning a World Series with the Red Sox yeah, and Cubs. I mean, it, it's it's definitely up there. It's got to be put. Close to the, to the top of the shelf. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if uh, if you've thought about your speech for this. I mean, you don't have to thank everybody, but this this should give give you at least a little bit of the vibe heading into heading into your induction. I have a vote, so you know that I'm going to vote for you. Congratulations! That's one vote. I got one. <laughs> you got one. You got one. Uh, yeah, so, uh, and, and another high honor that we're about to bestow you. Now, this is your choice. Just yesterday, it was announced that we're having the Bradfoe Show first annual fantasy football league. Oh, okay. And uh, there's, there's two people vying for commissioner. Both are in the league already. One is Coop, my guy Coop here with the hair. Okay. The other one is Papelbon. Wait, Papelbon's oh trying to steal it from me? He's oh, boy. Oh, yeah. If he's commissioner, then then you guys are in trouble. Okay. That's yeah. just anarchy. Well, I want to invite you. Is I, uh, are you a fantasy football guy? I'm not. Uh, I have never been. I uh, Usually what, what I am is the sponsor. I'm the, the, the GM, president, vice president, <laughs> owner. Um, and then I have, you know, like the guy that makes all the lineups underneath me. And it's, and it's <clears> his team. So uh, I usually help out. You know, like a lot of the video guys or, you know, club off guys want to get on, get in. And, you know, some of those leagues can get a little high. So I'll be yes. the, the sponsor yeah, for yeah, those we, guys. We, we were discussing I, that. Yeah, we were yeah. discussing whether or not I was going to ask Tommy Pham, but I, I'm scared of him. So I'm not going to do that. I, I, I am I am personally voting for Tommy Pham to be our commissioner. That's my personal no, it, vote. Courtney, it's not, there you go. It's not happening. It's got to happen. And I need, <laughs> hey, he would run a tight ship, though. So that's He fun. would. He would. That's yeah. the benefit. I mean. You'd make sure that stuff was getting done. And he would do it. He would do it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, okay. Well, who, who, so who do you team with? Because I, I remember those those drafts with the Red Sox. You know, it's yeah. like, Papelbon was insane. Like, he would, like, didn't he buy jerseys of everybody's team or something like that? Yeah. And, I mean, that seems to be a pretty big theme, you know, kind of everywhere. Um like when I was in the with the Cardinals, uh, they they did their first pick. They got their jersey from that team, you know, which was pretty cool. So, um, 
you know, I, I usually just go and I'm I'm the guy that sits in the back and you know usually there's a college football game on that I'm paying more attention to and uh, I got my Miller Lite so I'm good. Like I just hang out with the boys. Um, but no, like I, I I forgot who who I was with the one year where they won it. Um, you know, it's been trainers, it's been staff, it's been um, you know, like I said, video guys. My last couple of years in Chicago was video guys. Oh, so and, you did uh, win it. Yeah, we it was a long time ago. We we won it. Um, you know, I, I I'm I'm not a good owner during the baseball season, but as soon as baseball season's <laughs> over, I'm probably the best owner that you'll have because you never hear from me again. So it's it's <laughs> we it's love not that. a bad gig. Yeah, they they deal with me for a couple weeks, and then once the season's over, it's you know it's pretty much smooth sailing for the for the GM guys. Well, John, okay. who, who's your who's your college team, John? I gotta ask. I bet I know. Uh, I'm, I'm Clemson now. Oh, I would not have guessed Clemson. Okay. Yeah. I, I married into, into all that. Um, okay. I got in at a good time, you know, the, the first yes. couple of years, uh, they stunk. So it was good. I'm, I'm not a bandwagon fan. I was there when they, when they were terrible. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, and, and they're close to home. Um, yep. you know, we, I live in Atlanta now, so Makes sense. Uh, I, yeah, I never was a big Washington guy. Uh, okay. when I lived up there, um, just never really got on that that bandwagon. My other team is is Notre Dame. I grew up my, my kind of man. Yeah, I knew so. I li- I knew I liked you, John. I knew I liked yeah. you, even though even though you're a cub. I knew I liked you. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Well, speaking so, yeah. of Chica- speaking of Chicago, um, so Courtney lives near Wrigley. She yes. she's a White Sox fan, but she lives near Wrigley. And we were talking about this last night about like, did she partake in when you bought beers? Like when you bought beers for everybody, yeah. and Courtney, your first response was, "I can't possibly be drinking a Bud Light, whatever." I, I said Miller Light because I know oh, that's Miller John's Light. thing. Okay. It was Miller Sorry, Light. Light. It was I can't, Miller I can't, Light. I can't be seen drinking a Miller Light. Is that what can't, you said? Can't can't do it. <laughs> no. I mean, why 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 can't we get some nice IPAs, John? You look like an IPA guy. <laughs> he no, bought I'm beer for an, an entire guy. city. I'm not an IPA guy. That that, that wow. tab would also run up real quick if you're one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You know, you know what? It 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 turned out way cooler than I thought it was going to. Um, I, I will give you credit, John. It was awesome. One of the coolest things I've seen a baseball player do. Truly. And, and I wish I wish I could take full credit for it. I can't. Um, right. And and the guys that helped kind of make this whole thing happen are, are two of my good buddies, and and one of them at the time just uh, was working for Miller Lite, so that kind of helped yeah. the whole the whole train get flowing there but um you know it, it was a cool thing it was it was and it was i think perfect timing you know with all the COVID stuff and yep. you know everybody's just looking for a reason to get together and and you know yep. and weather was perfect that weekend they yes. had a bunch of college yep. games a bunch of nfl games that, that were kind of big and um you know unfortunately for my checking account it, it was a good weekend <laughs> but uh, you know, a good thing for Chicago and, and the people up there. I mean, I did get a lot of people that say, well, why can't we get, you know, like a good beer and, you know, like all this other stuff, but. <laughs> Beggars you know, can't be I, choosers, right? Yeah. I mean, if I'm going somewhere, that's what I'm getting. So, I mean, that's sure. what's, you know, that's what you're going to get if, if I'm there. So, um, yeah, I guess it kind of is what it is. Because you, know you, you, you only, you only ever hear from the people that complain too. So you could have had a bunch of people. That's that, true. You know, maybe no, not we, the biggest. Uh, no, we had, we had, I will say, I mean, it was probably 99.5% positive out exactly. of all the responses. And, yes. and, you know, that's the bad thing is you always remember the negative stuff before you remember the positive stuff. So you know, it's, it's, it's good to kind of remember that 
it was a positive thing. A lot of people got positive. together that, that probably hadn't seen each other in a while and, and had a good weekend. So that's all that matters. Because you start you started at Butch McGuire's, right? It was Butch McGuire's that started. Yeah, it was the three. What was it the three or four bars? The three, right there. Yeah. yeah, I can't. Russian uh, Russian division, Russian division. I think something like that. Yeah, because Butch. So guys, so you so Boston people, Butch McGuire's has been around forever, and during Christmas it has a huge Christmas display. It's one of those really famous Russian division bars, so that was a good choice. Butch is a yeah, good choice. They, they, they were the ones that helped us out with yep. it. Obviously, it helped them out, which is which is a bonus. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a cool spot. All, all three or four, I can't remember how many we did total, but they blocked off the whole street and had, yep. a, had a big projector screen for the football game. So yep. it was a cool deal. How much money would, would I have to pay you to drink a Corona Light right now? <laughs> no, you know what, Rob? I don't – so – with the light beers or really, you know, I mean, like a Corona, I, I, I try to stay away from the heavy wisers. Um, mm. You know, I'm not a Bud Light guy. Good. Uh, Good. You know, I'm not a cha- I'm not a champagne of beers guy. Like, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I mean, really, like, I don't mind, you know, a Corona with a lime by the pool. I mean, that sounds pretty, pretty good too, you know, but beer of choice in my fridge is, you know, 99% going to be Miller Lite. I have a few sprinkled in there for, you know, the guests, but, um, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's mainly just just the gold tops, man. Awesome, awesome, excellent, excellent. All right, so we're, you're a man of the people. I appreciate that. Now I'm going to get down to brass tacks. So when when we talked about, um, you know, obviously I, I reached out to you before the trade deadline, but you were in a lake, in a lake, yeah. by a lake. I don't know what you were doing. All of the above. All of the above. So uh, there's a lot of sort of things to pick through in regards to that. But one of the things I always remember, John, and this sort of morphs with the Chicago-Boston thing, is when you were traded to Oakland and how, like, that opened your eyes to the world. Um, and you, you came to understand how awesome Chicago was. I, I, you know, I think that you like Chicago a lot, correct? Yeah. Okay, Courtney, you're welcome. Thank so, you. I, I needed to hear that. I needed the yeah. reassurance. But, yeah. but, but if you don't go to Oakland, you, pro- you might never know how awesome Chicago is. Because it, we're going through the whole thing now with these guys about, you know, Xander just wants to stay there. You know, this is all he knows. And so is that true? It, and we've talked a little bit about it before. But is, is just going somewhere and realizing, hey, the world isn't flat, is that a real thing? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you know, especially a guy like Xander and Devers. I mean, they're they're homegrown guys. They've been there since, you know, I, I call it growing up in the organization, right? Like you you were kind of brought along as a kid to a man to now you're – these guys are superstars there in, in New England. So and, – and when you don't know anything other than the pressure of being in Boston, you know, when you – it's just, it's just kind of natural. You don't know anything else. Like you don't – when I got to Oakland, man, it was like I had three reporters there, you yeah. know, and, and that was the that was the introductory press conference with me and Johnny sitting there. And there's three people, you know, Jeez. so it's like you kind of go, whoa, where, you know, where am I? You know, and, and then going out, I think the other part is going out to the West Coast and seeing the other side of baseball, because it really is different. You know, you, you've got East Coast baseball, which everybody watches. And then, you know, really anybody from Chicago over doesn't really stay up and watch West Coast baseball unless they're yep. from there. Yep. You know, so by the time you get home from the games, there's no MLB games on. There's you've got the seventh 
running of quick pitch, you know, already by the time you get back. So it, it's, it's just a different world. So I think that really opened my eyes to things. And, and, you know, I had conversations with, with Ian Happ. Um, you know, I, I pay attention to, to, to my buddies and, and see where they're at. And, uh, you know, I got a text when, when Harrison Bader got traded and talked to him a little bit, you know, he's only known St. Louis and, and Ian's only known the Cubs and, um, you know, these guys have invested their lives and, and money and their, their time into these communities. And, you know, you almost feel like, for lack of a better term, you get kind of stabbed in the back when they let you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think that's where people get lost sometimes and fans get lost with, you know, with athletes in general is, you know, we're people, we have hearts, we have brains, you know, and we invest everything we have into these cities, you know, some of us yep. have foundations, some of us do things behind the scenes in those cities that, um, you know, really mean something to us. So when, when these things happen, you know, it's a gut punch. Um, but to answer your question, yes. I mean, when you, when you're able to go to another city and another community and make a home and realize that baseball is baseball, um, you know, it makes, it made my decision. It didn't make it any easier but I think it helps me realize that, you know, the, the grass can be greener on the other side. Um, and if you don't know that you're always going to stick on your side of the yard, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's yeah. always, yeah. you're always going to lean towards like in my, in my instance, I always lean towards Boston. Anytime I would talk about Chicago or um, San Francisco or whoever, like I'd always come back. Well, Boston has this you know, or, or Boston is this, or I know these people there, I know the spring training facility, I, you know, so it was always coming back to comfort. Um, Cause at the end of the day, man, we all like comfort, right? Like right. we, all, well, we I mean, all know it. I think, so the, the obvious question is, and I can't remember if I've asked you this before, but if you don't get traded in the simplest way to phrase it, if you don't get traded to Oakland, you ride out the year in your mind, we don't know what the future. We don't know. It's a hypothetical. In your mind, are you a bo- member of the Boston Red Sox the rest of the way? Um, I, I mean, I, I would I would think so. And, I, and, and here's the reason why I would think so. I would think that other, especially like a guy like Theo, those guys would think that I'm not leaving Chicago. I mean, I'm not leaving Boston. So they're not really going to put the full court press on you. You know, like, does that make sense? Like, yeah. yep. I feel like when I got traded, it kind of sent out a signal like I'm not coming back to Boston in, in the in the baseball world. Um, I think if you stay there and you stay out, you stay till you get to free agency. It like I like I was saying earlier, it becomes harder to leave that comfort. You, you know what I mean? So sure. I think I think other teams aren't going to put that full court. And everybody knew I wanted to stay, right? Like I made that vocal. I made yeah. that very clear and. I think that if I would have finished out that year, I don't think the 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 offers and the uh, the amount of offers and the amount of interest would have been there as me going to Oakland. So, I, I mean, I don't I, you know, I can't go back and say I would have ended up staying because, you know, Chicago still could have come in and sure. done what they did or another team done with, you know, what Chicago did. Um, but I think if you if you end up staying out that whole year it does, it still becomes hard to, a little bit harder to leave. But I think, you know, and John, I was thinking about this with Xander's situation, obviously. Like, Rafi's up after next year, so it's a little different. Like, a guy like J.D. Martinez and Nathan Avaldi, they've been to other places. But Xander hasn't been to other places. And this is, yeah. when they say we're not trading you, 
we're saying, I'm thinking, I, I immediately thought of your situation. Same sort of deal. And everyone's yeah. different. I get it. But still, I mean, we, we, we take the evidence that we're presented from history, right? Correct? Put that yeah. on the bumper sticker. Well, and I think, I, th- <laughs> I think at the end of the day, too, you know, a guy like, like Bogey and a guy like Devers who, who have made some money, um, at, at the end of the day, man, like when it comes down to when you want to stay somewhere, it's not always about the bottom dollar. You know what I mean? Like you treat, you treat these guys fairly, you treat them with respect, you handle the situation correctly. They're going to end up taking less money. You're, you know, the business side will prevail. The business side will win if you treat people like a person, not just the number on his back. And, you know, I think that gets lost and I'm not, I'm not singling out Boston. We're just talking about these guys because that's everywhere in, in the game. Sure. Um, but if you if you treat if you treat the guys like human beings and that they have a heart and that they want to be there, they're not gonna always. You know, there's some, there's always the like we just talking about the guys that complain about the you know the free beers. There's always gonna be somebody that wants the bottom dollar, and that's fine. That's your prerogative. But the other majority, I think, is like, hey man, listen, you treat me fairly, you do this respectfully. I'll get. I'll, I'll. I'll come your way. You come my way. Give sure. respect. Get deals. respect. I mean, exactly. all that is. And, and, and honestly, and honestly, like you know, and we all know your situation with the four and seventy and everything else like that, and how that made everything difficult. Um, but the you know with Xander, it's 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 tricky. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's tricky because right now it doesn't feel like like they'll say we want Xander forever, but still, okay. Well, show us a little bit more. And yeah. Yeah, but I mean, see, that's the business side of it, man, and that's the hard part because you can't. The hard part about baseball and really any any sport is you can't be upfront with anything because now everybody's got their angles on. Oh yes. You know what I mean? Somebody's yes. got something to say about something, and they're going to dissect it, and they're going to bad mouth bogey, or they're going to bad mouth the front office, or they're going to do whatever. You know what I mean? So like that's the hard part. That was one of the hardest parts about my situation is being quiet about it. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, because, because you don't, like, I still play for these people. You don't want to badmouth them or, yes. or put them in bad light. And I don't want them to do the same to me. So, you know, like, like, like my big thing was when we turned down the deal in spring training, I mean, $70 million is a lot of money. Like, let's, let's, let's talk about that. Like, we're talking about the percentage of people that are going to have negative things to say. Like, there's going to be somebody that comes out and says, well, he's greedy. He turned down $70 million. You know what I mean? So there's always a way to spin this to either make somebody like one side or the other look bad. So that's why both sides walk on eggshells so much and they don't give you anything because it's, it's nobody wants to be in bad light. Well, right. So it becomes very difficult. Yeah. And John, like, you know, I, from my perspective, having gone through that from, from my perspective with you, um, you know, I, I knew that, yeah, yeah, $70 million is a lot of money. I get that. But also it was well below market value. Everybody knew that. Everybody knew the tax that they were taking. Yeah, I mean, um, that's but, not the point. But, and your, but your agent, to, to, and everyone's like, well, where's the counter? Where's the, Well, here's the thing. You have to find a middle ground. And, and if, if, if you go high, too high, then they leak it. Then everyone says that you're greedy. This is exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Well, John, I mean, John, you, it could it could always be worse. You could be Juan Soto, right? I was just I mean, about to say Juan Soto, Aaron Judge. They, you they could, both you could be them. Yeah, you well, could be like them. I said, like I said, everybody everybody's got their own prerogative and their own position, right. and 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, I, I said the same thing. I, I love I love Juan. Um, we all know, do. A few months, yeah, the few months I was there was very, very impressed by this kid and, and his work ethic and the way he goes about his game and the way he goes about his business. And, you know, I saw, I saw him turn down the deal and, you know, kind of the same thing as a fan, you're sitting there going, Holy, you know what, like, Mm -hmm. damn dude. And then, you know, you get to kind of break it down and you're talking about market value and AAVs and all this other stuff. And you're like, okay, well, I see that side of it as well. You know, so it's, the whole thing, man, it, it, you got you to stay even keeled with everything. And, I mean, $400 million is $400 million. I mean, that's no matter how you look at it. But, a lot of beer. Correct. Mean, that's, that's, that's a lot his, of beer. That's a lot of beer his, right there. Yeah, I mean, that's his decision at the end of the day. I mean, he's got he's to live with it one way or the other. And, and, you know, I think, you know, the Nats obviously aren't in a good place as far as being competitive, which, you know, I know – I know Rizzo, Mike Rizzo over there, he's going to turn that around in a hurry. Um, and it's a great organization, a great place to play. But I think, you know, I think it gives Juan now an opportunity to go play and, and succeed this year and next year and, and kind of see what happens. Hey, so, John, so along the lines of the, the you know, we, listen, when you retired, we did a lot of stories. We, we reflected a lot just like we're doing now. But the, we keep coming back to what happened, like how you basically – your, it was a chain of events after you left. We know this. And, and we're reminded of this again today. Chris, Chris Sale breaks his wrist, falling off a bike. And, and so, did you hear about this? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. So, he's out for the year. He fell off a bike and broke his wrist. So, um, but we always say, like, well, if, you know, because they made the decision they made with you, it sent this chain of events where they were chasing their tail all the way up until, by the way, when I talked to Chris Sale this spring training, I said, did you realize when the ownership sat down in that year that they gave him the extension, 2019, and said, we screwed up the John Lester negotiations, did you realize that that was basically opening the door to giving you your contract? And Chris Sale, John, said, yes, right then and there I knew it. And I actually tried finding John Lester later in the year to go thank him. Right? <laughs> so he said that to me. So, so do you, I know that you, 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 you know, you hear this stuff, but do you understand this? Like looking back at it, like the, the chain of events that sent them down? Yeah, but I mean, you can do that with anybody, you know, I mean, you could do that when Pedro left, when Derek Lowe left, when, you know, Shill and all these other guys. I mean, it's, it's the same, same for every organization. And, and, um, you know, I, I, like I, like I've always, I've always taken the stance. Like the Red Sox had had a, a job to do. The ownership has a job to do, and that job is to put the best players out there that they feel are, are the best for their team for that year. And you know, I had to learn that. Unfortunately, not a very fun way, but you know. And then I went through it again with the Cubs. You know, like you, you, you have to try to figure out a way. And it was easier the second time than it was doing it with the Red Sox, obviously, because 
drafted and coming up with them and, and having good times and all that stuff. But going into to that whole conversation, like you have to separate your mind from your heart. And it's a very, very hard thing to do. And like I said, the second time I was able to do that a little bit more or a little bit easier uh, with the Cubs. And I was able to separate that and go, hey, okay, Jed, I get it. I get what you're doing. You, you have to move on. I know I didn't pitch well, you know, yada, yada. I got to go find another job. Cool. Uh, we're, we're good. Did it hurt? Yeah, but you have to separate that mind from your heart. And like I said, man, I understood. And they they had a business to run. They got to they got to go get the next guy that they feel is going to be the best for their for their team. And and they did that. I, I just recently had um, learned about how how tough you had it like the last couple of years and how physically it was hard to power through. And what you did was pretty amazing. Um, was looking back at that, those last couple of years. Was that you know I don't know if you want to get into specifics or what you know, but it was tough, right? Yeah, um, some stuff going on, and and I mean everybody does, you know, right? Like everybody's got got something um, they're pitching through or playing through, or um, you know, I just read something on Kiermaier. You know, he had this hip thing for however many years that he tried to play through, and finally just bit the bullet and got surgery. So we all we all have stuff. Um, you know, mine was a little bit more complicated than than just my arm being sore or or, or whatever, but. You know, it, it is what it is, man. Like I, I, I also was hard headed with the situation and uh, pushed pushed back on a, on a couple things, and you know didn't realize how it was affecting me, and you know found would, out would later be, down the road. Would it be okay to? I mean, again, if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. But oh, I mean, I, it was the, the you know the thyroid surgery that I had um, in twenty one, uh, going into spring training, and you know, like I said, I knew somewhat about it for a few years in Chicago. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I, there, there was some pushback from myself on, on what we needed to do and, and how it affected me and, you know, me being hard headed and not really wanting to, to listen and, and pay attention to what was going on. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it put me behind the eight ball a little bit, but you know, like, I, I mean, like I keep saying it is what it is. Like, I mean, I, 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 there was other stuff going on that I needed to pay attention to a little bit more and, and didn't realize how this affected me with recovery and, you know, obviously sweating and um, in between innings recovering, not just the five days and, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, we got it fixed, just maybe took a few years longer to get it fixed. I mean, when it, knowing, knowing what I know, like it, it, when it's hot, when it's that hot, you can't, that's like an impossible situation. It seems like weird, like, but yeah. Uh, well, it like I said, it, it's it's a it's a imbalance in your body, and um, when it gets real hot, you know, it puts you at a at a position where you you really uh, lose a lot of electrolytes, uh, a lot of water. You know, obviously, you guys have seen me pitch. I'm usually dripping sweat and yeah. and all that. So um, I just thought that's who I was, and and what you know what I had to be, uh, I guess, kind of fight during games and. Um, but it was a, you know, a product of this problem. And, um, but yeah, like I said, the in-between inning stuff, you know, got harder as I got older and, um, it wasn't so much the five days as it was, you know, the actual game days and, you know, the, the day games obviously in Chicago were a little tough, especially when it's real hot. Just, I would imagine. But I mean, like I said, I thought, 
I thought that was me dealing with what everybody else is dealing with. You know, it's hot out. I mean, it is what it is. You know, you, you kind of, you deal with, you deal with the problems that you have at hand. And, uh, you know, I tried to do that for a few years. Well, listen, you're one of the toughest baseball players. You and Adrian Beltre, two of the toughest. <laughs> I told him that, man. Like, I don't, I saw him at the All-Star game. I said, I don't know how you overcame hamstring injuries, like, the next uh, day. Like, he was incredible. Would, would you agree with me, like, that he was, I mean, this is totally off topic, but I just thought of it. That, that he was among the toughest baseball players that we've seen. He he might be he might be the the toughest. I mean, just the stuff that he would deal with. Uh, I mean, there was numerous times guys would say, "Hey, you're not playing," and he would just get up, put his uniform on, and he'd be standing at third base. Um, and they're like, "Oh, I guess he's playing. I guess he's in the lineup." So, uh, yeah, I mean, just a just a crazy competitor. Just loved baseball, loved to play, loved to compete. Uh, one of the best teammates and i'm i'm you know really fortunate i got to spend a year with them there what oh uh so how's retirement and we had pedroia on the other day and he said he watched jeter doc yeah and said and said immediately after watching it he ran to his batting cage and start hitting missiles and, and proclaimed that he could win the batting title if he had two knees i proceeded to offer him my knees he declined um but uh, I don't know if you've had that same sort of experience. Like if if no. retirement sort of settled in, you're good with it. You're moving on. Yeah, I'm good with it, man. Like, I mean, as soon as I got home, I was, uh, you know, I said I was the the dad Uber driver, which I'm sure I joined, you know, a long list of those um, driving kids around and taking them to baseball practice and and all that stuff. And now, now we're in football season, so I, I we got football tryouts tonight for the for the, my two boys. Yeah, so it, it's a big big day in the Lester household. So I'll be back to the, uh, to the Uber driver, but, um, man, it's been good. We've been, we've been on the go a lot, um, which has been good. I think, you know, doing that hasn't really given me the opportunity to miss anything. Um, you know, there's been a couple times where I've, I mean, I haven't watched a lot of baseball, but my boys are, you know, starting to become, a little bit Braves fans and 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 they've Ooh, got. I was gonna. Oh man, no Red Sox, no Cubs. Well, no hold Nats. on, hold on. They're they're a little like me. They're a little like me. They they got their boys that they cheer for. So yes. Oh, um, right. If the Yankees right. are on, he's, they got to wait to see Rizzo hit. Um, you know, if the if the Cubs, if we're watching a little bit of the Cubs, they they got to see Willie and Hap hit. Um, so they they got their boys that they they follow. Um, is it is Acuna the cool. the favorite for the Braves? Yeah, uh, yeah, it has I, I to keep, be. Yeah, I keep trying to push him to like, you know, like Austin Riley or maybe like Alex. <laughs> another solid, another solid guy. Yeah, to watch like right I, now. but but they keep going. They want the glad, you know, they want the Oakleys and, and the all that stuff. And so Flam, flamboyant push. play, flamboyant pay, play. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah. get him to I'm trying to get him to just you know make contact and throw it to the right base right now. So <laughs> there it, you it, go. It's uh, well, but you know what? I, I love that they're. You know they they got their they got their their dudes that they're cheering for, um, which is cool. It's cool to see. Um, so I, I guess man, my question I guess my question for you, John, as a very competitive person that you are, now that you're retired, how do you channel that? I mean, do you feel like you get you know antsy, or I mean, you know you said you've been busy, but yeah, do you ever feel? I, you know what the <clears throat> outside of outside of baseball, um, you know, I've never really been like. When I'm playing cards with my buddies or something, I, I don't like throw the cards down and get mad because I lose. Like I've never been, I've never been. I know like kind of how to turn it on and turn it off. Um, you know, I've got my competitive juices flowing. I've played in a few golf tournaments. 
Um, I just I just did the one in Tahoe a few weeks ago. Very nice. So that, like that that gets kind of those those jitters going and and that adrenaline going, which is fun. Um, a buddy of mine here in Atlanta, we actually won a member guest tournament, which we were we had to do like this whole shootout thing and we got to the last hole and it was just us two and this these other two guys and i told them i was more nervous then than i was pitching <laughs> in game seven of the world series so i can um, I, I can i can uh i can confirm that you are aren't competitive on the golf course because when i beat you you didn't seem to well easy easy there was no <laughs> let's not spread lies on here now. well you, you gave me 50 strokes so, so I, mean, like 50, <laughs> let's be, I mean but and by the way speaking of competitive like in card games sean casey came on this podcast and told told it because we were doing the ortiz retrospective yeah and now i don't know if you were in this game on the trip to japan the, the, no, um, I wasn't. Okay, he said that Ortiz basically like he loaned him six. What was it, Coop? Sixty thousand dollars. It was ten k. Ten k. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Oh no, Papelbon took sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> Papelbon took fifty thousand from. Veritas, I get my card games. His claim. Yeah, that that sounds about right, and that's a long flight. Uh, I mean, those, those card games. Man, I only got into the card games a few times, and it didn't last very long. And and I learned my lesson and, and I stayed to the to the to watching from over people's shoulders on that one. Um, well, you could have been like Ortiz and just overpowered everyone and still like. Well, see, cars. you couldn't. You couldn't. That was. I was about problem. to say like, you're a young guy at that time, so it's not. Yeah, like you and, and it didn't even even like now. Like even if you play David now, it's like he doesn't care. He's just going to play his two seven offsuit until he hits he hits it one time and then he's like okay i got my money back you know like it's it's just continuous so it's hard to play hard to play cards that way we played cards a little bit with the cubs and it, it got a little out of hand so we shut that down um but no man like i you know what that flight so kind of funny i don't even know if it's a funny story but it's a story i had to stay back and pitch in fort myers because i had to get i had to get my innings up to, to five innings because they took me so slow that year because after the World Series and all that stuff. And so I had to fly by myself from – I flew Fort Myers to Dallas and then Dallas to Tokyo. And Oof. I get into Tokyo by myself, like, not knowing where to go. Oh, my I mean, gosh. I obviously, obviously don't speak Japanese. And, you know, the, the person that's picking me up is just holding a sign that says Lester on it. And that was our that was our only communication for the next – 45 minutes to now, an hour. now were you hearing like any when they get off the flight and everything i mean this is pre i mean advent of social media and everything were you hearing stories of like how the like the plane ride went for the team and were well, you sean kind casey of like a bit of fomo the, well sean, <laughs> sean casey walked off the plane with his like neck at a 90 degree angle first <laughs> yeah you know well so that, so that was the hard part it's like you get over there and and there's no cell phones yeah. It's only, you know, it's only the room phones and obviously you've got your, your room list and stuff and like you're trying to get a hold of guys like I'm trying to figure out our schedule. We're supposed to have a game that night against I think the, the Tokyo Giants. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's just weird. Like you feel, you know, especially flying that long and getting over there. Now you got to try to get ready for a game. You know, it's I mean, I think seven o'clock is like what is it's it the seven, morning, like seven, seven o'clock in the morning yeah, here yeah. or whatever it is so it's it's like this, I, mean, I just remember sitting on the bench and and like falling asleep oh but but you know, john and, what was worse what was worse was after like yeah 
the, the way that they, they put, the, like, playing at the L.A. Col- the workout in the Dodger Stadium where Ortiz literally fell asleep in the dugout. Then you have the, the game at L.A. Coliseum. Then you have the two games in Oakland. And then you have the games in Toronto, which by then – Everyone was dead. like, "What is happening?" It was, it was, uh, yeah. Well, then, and then I don't know if you remember this, Rob. We get back, we have a night game in Toronto with like a twelve o'clock start the next day because they're doing the ring ceremony. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you remember that. Like, we got in, we got in at God knows what, two or three in the morning, and then had to turn around and get up and go. You know, obviously it's the ring ceremony, so you're like amps and you're running on adrenaline. But yeah, I mean, we were we were screwed. For probably two weeks after getting back, yeah, on all that, that stuff. whole thing was oh man, good stories, but also a mess. Oh my god, yeah, I mean it was cool. Like I tell people, it was cool to go over there and see it and, and play in the games and, and all that. But it, I don't know if there's a, I don't know if you do it in spring training and then come back and have more spring training. Uh, you know, I don't know yeah. if there's a good way. You just don't do it. Just, yeah. you just don't do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But so you, you got, you got lucky then because the Red Sox did their London series. You didn't have to participate in that. The Cubs are now also doing a London series. Yep. Yeah. You're out of the game. And you don't have to worry about doing that. Is there you know, any point of view? Like, is there FOMO? Again, FOMO. Like, yeah. Are you, are you missing out bit, on that? Because I, I was supposed to be supposed to be there for that London trip. And I was actually, because, you know, I was pretty tight with VJ, the traveling secretary over there in Chicago. And... Uh, you know, I'd go into his office and just BS with him. And we got to talking about the London trip a lot. And I was pretty excited about it, actually. Um, and I think we had kind of counted it out. I mean, obviously, it was like two and a half months in advance. So there was a whole bunch of stuff that could have changed. But like, I wasn't supposed to pitch, which was even better. So you just can go and, you know, hang out and not have to worry about doing anything there other than just showing up. Um, so I was excited about that. But, you know, now... I don't really like I'm not there's no FOMO now as much as there is it would have been if I was like if it was last year and I was still playing and then they were going. By the way, as, as we uh, said before, you could have been you could have lived in Europe as an eighth grader, correct? <laughs> right. Do you guys know? Just, so yeah, this is a great story that like you he, he could have been a professional soccer player. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think that would have probably lasted a few weeks, and, right. and I would have I would have come home because I, I don't know if that would have if that would have worked. It's all right. Like I but. said, the, like I said on the last podcast, one of the greatest athletes baseball has ever seen, John Lester. So well, John, I, I have a question about about your time in Japan. Did you enjoy it at least? Um, I'm actually really good friends with Adam Jones, who okay. played there, who played there for two years before he retired as well. Did you enjoy the experience? Because, I mean, he just said it was a wild experience to kind of play there. The fans are hardcore. They're yeah. respectful. They're very respectful, you know. So did you I, experience a little bit of that? I did. Um, I think it was uh, the way I tell, kind of tell about my Japan experience is it was really cool to see everything and, and be a part of it for a few days. Yep. There's not much that I remember because of like the sleep schedule and you know and you're, yeah. you're supposed to you're supposed to take like an ambient at this time and you're supposed to do that you know like all this stuff so you're kind of 
I felt more or less like I was in a in like a daze. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, think, I I know when I know when Manny got the uh, the copier for winning the MVP, I felt like I was in a daze. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but no, I mean, it, it's just it's not it's like I look at it as as it was hard because of our schedule, and okay. I wish like I wish there was like a way to you have two, almost two weeks to do that whole thing as agree. opposed to yeah and also too i don't think i don't think it's 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 right to do regular season games i agree you I, know, would agree. I think it should be yep. exhibition spring training come back you know start on the west coast or whatever you need to do and then yep. play but but as far as like we went and saw that that intersection that crazy intersection where yes. all the people like there's 16 yes. different crosswalks or whatever that yep. was pretty cool kind of like tokyo's Times square i guess yep um yep. You know the food was was obviously different, but it was yes. it was cool to try some different stuff. So I think overall, to answer your question, yes, it was a cool experience. Um, you wish you had more time. Do. You wanted to have yeah, more time. And yeah, it, and it's hard to do when you're there, like trying to win a win a game. Like I think, yeah. like I said, I think if it's exhibition, you kind of are a little more relaxed and and do different things. But if you're there trying to actually start your season off on a good note and yeah and all that, and I was a young guy, so that that was a little a little tough. Coop, you got anything? Yeah, actually, just thinking back on when you had talked about, you know, guys that might go to Boston and you talk about, you know, what the difference is with Boston compared to other cities. Someone that you played with and someone that you might be close with, uh, Schwerber, he had that that trade situation just like you had been in. You know, instead of going to a team that might not be be competing, he was going to a team that was competing and but he was also dealing with contract situation. Was, was there a conversation pre and post his time in Boston? And like you said, like whether a team handles it properly with contract talks or not, what kind of discussions were going on if you were talking to him? Uh, we, we didn't ever really talk about kind of any contract stuff. Um, you know, I know when he got traded, I texted him and was like, hey, man, you're going to – you're going to love this. You're going to love Boston. It's a great place. Um, especially a guy like him. Like he, he really embraces, uh, he really embraces fans and he really embraces Boston's type of fan. Uh, you know, I think he's, he's a good personality for that place. Uh, you know, I know he struggled a little bit playing first base and, and, you know, kind of had some lighthearted moments there with, with the fans. But the one thing, the one thing that, that, that I've always loved about Schwartz is, no matter what he does, if it's good or bad, he takes accountability. And I think that's a big thing. Anytime you get into markets like, you know, a Chicago, a Boston, a New York, a Philly, uh, both New Yorks, um, you know, you really have to, when you screw up, you, you can't point a finger. And, and and I think when fans kind of see that, that's when they turn on you. And, and is, it can be is that difficult. good as a player? I mean, do you – You've experienced like both the Boston market and the Oakland market, like you said. Does that push you as a player, or is that something that like maybe well, hinders I, you because you're thinking about it? No, I mean I think that's good for just humanity, right? Like when when you screw up, you should you know you should take accountability for it, right? Like if I make a bad pitch, it's not the catcher's fault that I threw it. You know, like that's not that's not his fault, or you know that I, I think. My thing is, is you should always, you should always be accountable for yourself, right? And, and, and what you do and you should never point a finger at somebody else like that. That can't, that can never go well. Right. So I, I think there are some, so my thing, that was just, the, that was one thing that I learned 
in Boston was that if you're accountable for what you do day in and day out, then if you suck and you tell them you suck and listen, I'm trying my ass off to get back and figure this thing out, then they're going to be like, all right, we got you. But if you're sitting there and just going, well, I don't know what the heck's going on, you know, like, uh, I just keep giving up Homer. There's there, there's no, there's no sympathy for you there. Yep. You know, we've, we've seen glimpses of that this year, oh, and I'm glad yeah. that you brought up. So that, have like, I. The, tap, the, the tip of the cap by Schwarber because, I mean, despite having some struggles at a position that you know he might not have been too familiar yeah. with, he took ownership on the field of a situation, made lighthearted. And yeah. like, he was here for a cu- not even a cup of coffee. Yeah, he, he got was here it, for man. a sip of like, coffee. He got it, and, and, and he and still just, loved. And John, like you, you said it. I mean, we've talked about this before. Is that accountability? If you had one word in Boston, it's a you can buy yourself so much. Uh, I don't want to say time, but so many much good grace, it, just by being accountable. I mean, that's that's it. That's it. And 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 as Coop said, we had this like in the last week. We had a player who had like the master class of what not to say, which was, hey, hey. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, I know that all you guys think we stink or we, we aren't going to do it, uh, but so don't root for us when we do. We're you're like, no, dude, like, yeah, you can't. that's not yeah. how it works. Yeah. Man. You that's can not. think that, but don't say it's, that. Well, and, and you know what, Rob, I, I, I understand what he's saying. You know, like I do, like I've been there. Like I get it. I understand it. And it can be frustrating as a player when you're out there and you're grinding and you're, you're like, listen, I'm, I'm blaming everything on the field. Like, just be with us. You know what I mean? Like, sure. just, just, just be with us. Cause we're trying. It's not a matter of we're not trying. I mean, we're, we're trying and I understand it. You just can't, like, it's hard. In baseball, the ball does not roll your way all the time, but it's yeah. the matter yeah. of, like you said, like taking ownership and just being like, well, when the ball does roll my way, I'm going to be prepared for that. Yeah. That's what people and, want to hear. And it, and, it, and it becomes, you know, it becomes difficult when you do struggle for, for an extended period of time and, and, and you're you're answering the same questions over and over. And, you know, the, like you said, the baseball doesn't always go your or the ball doesn't always roll your way in the game. Right. Like so then there becomes kind of this unknown part of where you're at in the season. Like, hey, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm trying to make adjustments. The adjustments aren't working. I'm telling you guys what I'm trying to do. It's not working like the accountability sometimes like, you know, Rob, like you said, it gets you a little bit of that leash. Um, but then as a player, it becomes frustrating because you're like, listen, I'm busting my ass trying to figure this out. And I'm not like it's the results aren't coming. But just just stick with, you know, like you just need kind of that little stick with a little bit longer because it's always going to come back. You know, it's always if, if you're a, a solid player, it's always going to come back. It's just riding that low point can be very tough. And especially New York's, Boston's, Philly's, Chicago's, like the big places that, that expect a lot out of you. And, and to be honest, I wouldn't, I would rather, I wouldn't play anywhere else. Like I want some place that, that holds you accountable to those things too. Like, you know, to where if you do suck, they're going to let you know, um, you know, but like, just as long as you're accountable along the way, then, then we can both kind of be happy moving forward. Well, John, not to, not to call anyone out by name personally here. I don't know how much, you followed or interacted with Dallas Keuchel this year, but you know, he, he started with us on the South side with the white Sox. really struggled. And now, you know, full disclosure, the Sox defense did let him down quite a bit, but he was always very quick to throw people under the bus. And from what I heard from some of my white Sox people that did divide the clubhouse quite a bit. Yeah. So I think you make a point. 
the ball's not always going to go your way, but at the same time, you also got to be accountable too and realize, okay, I'm also giving up home runs. I'm walking guys. It might be yeah. a little bit of me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, for, for, you know, every finger you point away, there's another one pointing back at you. That's it. You know, so That's it. It, yep. I like that. And, and pitching, I do too. And pitching, and pitching can be very, very lonely and sure. it can be, um, very difficult because when when you are struggling you're always looking for answers right like yep and and, and we're sometimes not all the time sometimes very bad self-evaluators and to your point of what you're saying you know there are times where you're like well my defense let me down yep but then you forget about the four walks that you gave exactly up. exactly you know what i mean so yep. like yep like i said there's the, the there's always a finger pointing back at you and yep. um but like I said, in the heat of the moment and, and, you know, when you're struggling, you're not always there and, and really looking and evaluating yourself the right way. I've done it. I've been there. Everybody's done it and been there. And, and it's a hard place to be because you're always looking for answers and, and you're always going to look somewhere else for the answers as opposed to yourself. Well, and that could, be, that could be very difficult. I'm pointing the finger at you, Hall of Famer, John Lester. <laughs> One of one of two Hall of Fames that you will be in. Congratulations! Yeah, one of two. One of two. One of Hopefully, two. Well, we'll, the next we'll one. We'll you're see. gonna have to wait a little bit for the next one. But uh, but the as as all as all inductees in the Brad Show Hall of Fame know, the reward is a um, a case of Miller Lite wrapped in t-shirts. That's it. So, I, I love that. I love that. All right. That's, well, my, kind of, John, that's my kind of gift. There you go. John, I, I appreciate you taking the time as always. It's always good catching up with you, and uh, I hope everything everything stays well. Good luck with football yes. tryouts. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, John.